Would you or anyone you know be interested in the best of what we've learned from over 350 expert interviews? Business expert interviews just like this one you're about to listen to. Plus, I'll share what we discovered spending $50,000 to go through over 100 years of business success research. Thousands of evidence-based scientific studies on what really works. Visit bestbusinesscoach.ca for more info on how, in 90 days or less, you can get eight better business habits or get three times your money back. That's 90 days to eight types of better business, fitness, and mindset habits. These will determine who survives and thrives in these unusual times and who doesn't. Visit bestbusinesscoach.ca. You'll discover our new business coaching and accountability program for business, fitness, and mindset all in one. You'll also learn how you can get over $11,336 in free bonuses for only $1. Go to bestbusinesscoach.ca for more info. That's bestbusinesscoach.ca, like Canada or California. See you there. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us. My name is Daryl Urbanski, your host as always. Today, we are joined by an online advertising expert who turned $60 into six figures of Google AdWords back in 2007. He's helped over 11,000 ad buyers build more profitable ad campaigns, get certified, and get matched up with clients or jobs. And I'm talking about Justin Book, the founder of adskills.com. Justin is an online marketing strategist responsible for tens of millions of dollars in sales. He has pioneered inbound and outbound marketing strategies while consulting for six, seven, eight, and even nine-figure companies. He's been asked to speak on stages around the world, from the USA to Japan, and is committed to excellence in marketing, conversion optimization, and online media buying. I've asked him to join us here today, today to talk about the future of online marketing and the impact of machine learning and algorithms on marketing. Justin, thank you so much for joining us. This is your third time here. It's always great to have you. How are you doing, my friend? I'm doing great. That was probably the best bio of 30 plus podcasts that I've been interviewed on. I'm going to tweet anytime anybody asks me for a bio from now on. Go to Daryl Lefansky's podcast. <laughs> You've been on the show twice and we've talked about a lot. And those that are just here for the first time may want to go listen to the other two. We did one call. It was fantastic. You talked about how using native ads are strong for businesses with mass market type of products and services that anyone with a specific niche wants to work with Google, Facebook, or YouTube. And if you have to pick between them, Google's the safest bet. I don't know if that's changed. You talk about, you get this great strategy, but it's targeting with branded search ads first and then follow with retargeting and then discovery ads. And that you can avoid a lot of the mistakes if you just start with that system and a small budget and test. And that newbies often make the mistake of wanting all the traffic and all the customers using all the keywords possible. And they use their whole budget, create a massive campaign besides having no experience. They really need to start small. And once you've got some traction, go to Google smart display campaigns and Google will do all the testing for you. And after a certain number of conversions, you say, Google, your words when Google becomes your own a super affiliate, but that's not a good place to start with new products uh, was my notes from before. Now that feeds into what we're talking about today, because today we're talking about machine learning. And that was a couple of years ago. Now we fast forward, the whole world's moved online. What's on your, what's on your radar right now? So when we were talking last time, we were talking about that smart display campaign that was like the birthing. Google's always been in the algorithm and machine learning game. That's what they do. That's their bread and butter. But that was really the very beginnings of us seeing machine learning and AI in advertising was the smart. And A, it is now, it's not just like, a smart display campaign is one type of thing that you can do. That technology is now in all of the campaigns all across YouTube and Google. And you can just have that in all your campaigns. And the latest release just probably yesterday is now you can have customer match lists right. inside your Google ad account. Right. And a customer match list, basically you've uploaded all your customers and any account, any ad campaign you're running will now start to optimize for more people like that customer match list that you have. Now this is like RFM on steroids. It sounds like. And yeah, that's what I wanted to talk about is like the impact of these machine learning, these algorithms, how important it is, where it's going so people can understand uh, what's happening. And I'm really sorry about the lighting. I've got as many lights as I can on outside and I've, I've got 45 more 
minutes of light. So I, I'm trying. No, you're done. You look great. You look, for people that don't know, Justin is an inspiration. So not only is he mastering business, but he's raising a happy, healthy family and he's changing his own life and own health as well. Like Justin, you're good, man. It's good. Your light shines bright enough. Even if you're in the dark, we're good. And most people will be seeing this audio anyhow for podcasts. So now I don't want to be a doomsday. I don't want to ring the doomsday bell, but what do we have to be worried about? Are, are people going to be, are they going to be mass layoffs? Are we going to all be replaced? What's the dark side of this to begin? So I don't like to think too far ahead. Think about like the whole pandemic. We, we couldn't have seen that coming. And I don't like to think past okay. about five years. Yep. If I were to reach out into extrapolate what's happening now and then what people don't understand is they think they understand exponential math, but until you, you actually study yeah. exponential math, you really can't understand it. It, it is a, the, the takeoff happens so fast. It's, it's like you go one plus one is two, two plus two is four. And then before you, you're like, 512 to 1024 to 2048 and, it, and the thing is just rocketing and people don't understand how fast this stuff is going to happen so i'm really only talking about the next couple of years but way down the line i do think that ais could get smart enough that we have to start worrying about jobs but i don't think in the next five to ten years we'll have to worry about that the, yeah, okay. the technology just not smart enough yet and but I'm looking at where it's going. I'm looking at what's possible today, what's going to be possible and how we can you know, adapt. And the biggest thing that people should be worried about right now is their own non-adaptiveness. If you're not adapting to this, if you're staying stuck in the old world of linear marketing, where it's, I'm going to put out some kind of an ad, they're going to click it. They're going to go to my landing page. They're going to, X amount of people are going to buy that linear thing. And I'm going to try and write the best ad. I'm going to copyright one great ad that's going to work. That's just not the, that's not the reality of where marketing's at today. That's what I want to break down. So the biggest thing to worry about is not learning this stuff. If you're not paying attention to this, you're the one that's going to get hurt. You're the one that's going to get behind because the technology has changed. We're not talking about laptops to cell phones. I'm talking about before there was phones and now all of a sudden there's cell phones. There is a massive technology change that's coming. And if you're not staying up on top of it, you're just going to get left behind. Yeah, I love that. So this is actually a good news for people because obviously everyone listening to this, you're here. You're here to get this. So it sounds like, that. It sounds like these are better tools. And that's what I heard about AI, that this whole fear of iRobot type of like dystopian future, it's not. We're not really there. And a lot of people talk about the singularity and this stuff. What's coming is tools that can do a specific task better than any human can, or 99% of humans can. But it's only a single tool, and it only goes in one direction, if that makes sense. So it's not like it's going to replace the multifaceted of life. So let's talk about this linear marketing. I love that you brought this up. And I, can you speak to this a little bit? So linear marketing used to be you drop a bunch of sales letters in the mail. This is offline, or you've got a billboard that makes people call a phone number and you've got a rep with a script and it all leads into a linear flowing process. You're saying that's not the case anymore. The last, like, I, I'm just talking about the last hundred years, because I don't really know enough about history, you know, but I, the sure. way we've done marketing traditionally is we try to come up with one great idea, yeah. one great, one great sales letter, one great ad. And we're hoping that ad is going to run and run. Like we're trying to create that one magazine ad that's going to just last the last. That's traditionally how marketing and advertising has been working. You, you come up with one great angle, one great ad, and you hope that that thing, and you ride that horse uh, until it yes. dies. <laughs> that, <laughs> that is how things have been going. But what happened is to measure how many like impressions, clicks, conversions, upsells, and whatever. And that's just not the, the truth anymore. And so like the truth today is somebody exposed to an ad and then they'll go and Google it to look up some reviews. And then they'll go into a Facebook group and they'll ask their peers if they've ever heard of this product. And then they'll come back to Google and they'll Google to see if there's any coupon codes or bonuses available with that. So they, 
that linear path just doesn't exist anymore. Google calls it the zero moment of truth. Other people have called it like the Google sniff test. Like there's lots of people talking about what this concept is. And it, you can see it. If you go to the store, you can, you'll go to Walmart and somebody's looking up reviews on Amazon right. of the product they're about to buy at Walmart. Right. They're trying to see, is this cheaper on Amazon? Can I get this Prime delivered to me tomorrow? Because it's $2 cheaper on Amazon, then I'm standing right here and I can grab it with my hand. Sometimes, a lot of times actually, I'll go to Barnes & Noble and I take pictures of books. And then yep. I come home and I order them on my Kindle. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, You know, it's so like the way we shop has fundamentally changed. It is the way we used to do it is different. And that's the first thing people have to understand. Like the first thing I tell people when they're going to run their ads and their marketing, make sure your SEO is good, or at least have a Google search ad for your, so if somebody search for Justin Brooke or ad skills, I've got Google ads. They are waiting why would you do that when you can do SEO? SEO can take some time. Yeah. SEO, you don't have any controls. Yeah. With a Google ad, it's connected to my conversions. I can split test dynamically. I can add site link extensions. Like I just have many more controls to optimize that. And why not have two listings on the page? Yeah. You know? yeah. We used to own Google. We used to stick, create a whole yeah. list of content, not just on our own domain, but we make a Wikipedia page, a Squid Lens back when those were big. Yeah. Trying to dominate the whole first page of Google. You can do it. We've been doing a long time. <laughs> I, I love that you're mentioning this because it, it really speaks to that you can't, like, let me rephrase. So markets are somewhat on, this is not my, this comes from Greg Glassman from CrossFit, but he always, he's, I heard him talk and he said, markets are unknown and unknowable. Like whenever it talks about the size of a market, they're just making an estimate. Like we think that there's the market's this big, but there's constant churn of people into a market, out of a market. So a market is very dynamic and it's unknown and unknowable, but excellence is apparent to everybody. Everybody recognizes excellence. So when you're talking about being a Walmart and comparing with Amazon, it means that you really have to try to be the most excellent in everything. Excellent in collecting and presenting reviews about Right. And making sure that customers are happy with what you got. Excellent at giving it for the best price. Excellent at quality. So that's what I was hearing when you're talking about that. When you're speaking to me, it's really like you really have to have a global perspective, even if you're a local business. Yeah. And focus this, on being excellent. The car buyer today, when the car buyer shows up to the dealership, they don't need the salesman to tell them anything about the car. They right. watch YouTube videos about the car. They've read reviews online about the car. Yep. They've read blog posts about the car. They're going there for a test drive and that's it. And they've watched YouTube videos of negotiation strategies, how to negotiate with the car salesman. And so the future is you'll just scan a QR code and you'll use some crypto because it's got the blockchain contract yep. on there. So you kind of... You don't even have to go in the back room and sign all those papers or anything yeah, anymore. Yeah. You, you can take a, a quick test drive of the car. You click a, a QR code on there. A YouTube video comes up all about the car. And then you exchange your crypto from your wallet to the dealership's wallet. And the, con the blockchain contract is signed. You walk away. You never even needed a salesman there. And so these are like where marketing is going. So like the linear thing is gone. So what's next? There's a concept I've been talking about called modular copy. Okay. So the one great angle isn't there anymore. So you, you have to think about two things. Okay. One, that person is going to go look up reviews. They're going to Google you. They're going to look up reviews. They're going to ask about you in the Facebook thing. You cannot get away with deceiving the customer anymore. Right. The market is too small. They just, they have too many ways of finding out. Right. So I passed that kind of Google sniff test. And then you also have to have what I call modular copy. And so what this is, when you, in the old days of making a Google search ad, and I'm like, this works across networks. I talk about Google because that's my favorite place yeah. where I refer people to, but it, it works in Facebook and other areas. You used to, in Google, you would just create one headline and one description. And that was, you made a Google ad. But now 
when you go to make a Google ad, they ask you for 15 headlines, 15 yeah. descriptions, you know, because what they're doing is they're split testing all these different elements at the speed of electricity. And they're split testing far more things than we are. We're like A, B, is this one or that work? Google's split testing like moon phases and women 35 in Texas versus women 35 in New York. And they're just split testing all kinds of things all day long. And so today, instead of one great ad, you need to have one great story. And then you need to have lots of copy assets. So you'll, you should have a folder. We call it a creative library. And so you should have a Google doc folder. Trying to get the lights back on in here. So you have a Google doc folder and this is your creative library. And so you have one for each product. And then inside that, that offer folder, you're going to have images, copy videos. And so you're going to, you want to have a bunch of headlines, a bunch of descriptions, bios, headshots, all these different marketing assets is really what you need to be thinking about. Mm. And you're going to deploy those like Legos. You can, because you have all these different videos, you have your testimonial videos, you have your demonstration videos, you have your interview questions, your frequently asked question videos. You have... um, it's like story, but lots of little pieces of copy and images and videos and headlines. That way you can rapidly deploy different blog posts, Instagram posts, Google ads, Facebook ads. So it's like little copy. That's really, that's where marketing's at today. You upload all this to the machine and the machine split tests this anyways to Sunday and finds the best ad for you. And that's the winner. That's the marketer that's winning today. I love it. So am I correct in saying that there's kind of two stories you have to tell? There's the attraction story, like the story you're telling to out on the network to get the click and get them to come to your site or get them to look up the reviews. And then you've got the sales story, the conversion story where you get that. What was it? The, the, is that what you're talking about when it was the zero? What was it? Moment zero? Zero moment of truth? Yeah. Like, so the Google zero moment of truth. So it's, there's the story you tell them to go from awareness to kind of consideration. And then there's another story to get them from considering over the hurdle. Is that kind of true? Well, I'm saying it's, it's parts of the same story. So it's like the beginning part of the, the story. Okay. You okay. know, so I, I lead often with, I turn $60 into six figures. A lot of people to me. And from that, I then created ad skills. So like you extrapolate that story, that's the beginning of the story. Right. And then you create clients and then I created uh, a course and then that led to a school. And now I'm the founder of ad skills and we manage over 13,000 customers. And so same story, but now it's, oh, and that's why I want to buy today is because this guy has this breadth of knowledge. And so that's why I'm going to join. Got it. You got to come up with your brand story. What is your what is the background story of your character? Think of uh, Luke Skywalker. Right. You know, what, you know, what was his origin story? What did he have to overcome and things like that? That's what makes people buy into Luke Skywalker. You know, they resonate with his story. They want to learn from him. And so you need to figure out what your product's story is. And that's where marketing's at today. It's half story, half math, you know, and science where you're just going to have lots of assets that tell this story in lots of little Lego pieces and you can put them together and the machine's going to split test them and find out the absolute correct combination of pieces for this moment. And you still think AdWords is that every time I talk to you, like AdWords is like the best place for a lot of people trying to cut their teeth or that are trying to make their way or if they're starting out or if they're struggling. But from what I talked to you, I remember you said you love Twitter ads. You thought Twitter ads were the best deal at one point, but you thought Google AdWords is where everyone needs to be. I love Twitter ads, but nobody loved Twitter ads with me. So I stopped talking about it. I kept trying to get people over there and they just didn't like it. You know, so I was like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Okay. I, 
I really loved their, they were some of the, they were the first network, I believe that had hashtag targeting and that's really powerful targeting to be able to target somebody looking for a hashtag or somebody who follows a hashtag or to be able to follow people like other profiles and yeah. people who watch these TV shows. They just had really clever targeting, yeah. but Google, the, the reason I'm always talking about Google, <clears throat> most people are only going to be able to learn one network. They're not going to be like me and they're not going to devote their life to studying this for 17 years. And I've got accounts with most people. They're like, I got enough time in my life to learn one good advertising. What, where should I deploy that energy and time to? I think you should deploy that energy and time to Google because Google has the most room for growth because they have Google search. They have uh, YouTube videos. YouTube is, uh, so YouTube ads is part of Google. They have Google display. There's remarketing. So a lot of people have heard of retargeting. They do it on Facebook, but retargeting on Facebook is retargeting on one website. Yeah. Granted, it's Facebook, so it's quite a large website, yeah. but still the rest of the web. Google is the rest of the web. And so they have a monster amount of retargeting available. And so like, it, and then the other part about Google is it's intent-based traffic where Facebook, wow. it's interrupted. I'm scrolling. And because I happened to have liked this topic, I bumped into this ad. It looked cool at the moment. So I tap. It's interruptive. I wasn't intending to go out and find this thing. Right. Google, somebody was like, man, I don't like my life right now. And so I'm going to go over to the computer and I'm going to type in how to start an online ad agency. Yeah. You know, or whatever it is, your keyword. That's a good keyword for us at ad skills. So they, they stopped their life. They went over and they searched with their thoughts to Google. Yeah. They're probably yeah, thoughts. Yeah. It's the intent behind it. And it's such a higher quality of traffic that, and, and so some people grumble about the cost per click being higher on Google is yeah, but that's because it's a so much higher quality. It's like the difference between eating. I don't mean to compare Facebook to like half rotten apples. I don't mean that they're that bad, but it's like going to you're eating organic stuff with Google. It's this intent based traffic. So it's, it's the intent based traffic that I, that's why I talk about it so much. And then there's the room for growth. So it's, if you're going to deploy three hours a week of your life to something, let it be Google because the traffic is better. And you have the room to grow into a lot of the other areas with Google. Got it. So do I just go to Google and I just throw a bunch of stuff on the wall and see what sticks? Do I need to do some personal one-on-one -on -one interviews with my customers first? How do I, how do I ride the rail, so to speak? Yeah. So you do want to do some interviews first. You want to do some homework. Yeah. A lot of people, they skip this step. They want to go right to buying ads because they think that's the fastest path to sales. The problem is if you don't know how to say the right thing in your ad, if you don't know how to target the right things with your ads, then you're just going to end up spending money. One way or another, you don't get around the time. You're right. either going to spend the time in research Right. And you know, either going to spend the time measuring what cutting once, or you're going to spend the time in cutting twice because you messed up the first time. If that makes any sense, yeah, yeah. You know, you're not gonna you're gonna pay the tax. You're gonna suffer the pain of discipline or the pain of regret, but the price is the same. Yeah, you don't get around it. it doesn't matter. You're just not going to avoid it. So I find it's better. You spend that time doing the market research, I'll look up something called an empathy map, and that helps you come up with what the, what's the customer is thinking about, seeing, hearing, saying. That helps you to write really powerful ads. And when you do that exercise, it's not what you think they're thinking about. It's not what you think they're seeing or hearing. Try to be as literal as possible. What you ideally want to use is you want to use the customer's own verbiage in your ad. You want to be using their own words, their own thoughts in your ad. And you want them thinking, man, this guy's like reading my mind. This is exactly what I was looking for. 
I love that. So there's tools. So market research, doing interviews with client, existing clients, um, looking at things like products or similar books or stuff on Amazon reviews. Yeah. Uh, there's yeah. great tools like Spark Tomorrow that can give you some analysis to that. You said making an empathy map. So that's your go-to for market research. I love, yeah, we do uh, a customer persona okay. or customer are, I think a lot of people have heard about that. You can, but the one that we're really big on, there's three of them, you know, and I tell people like, if my hardest job is to get the people to do these three things, if they can do these three things, I'm, I'm confident that I can make them six figures and I've made people millionaires from this, but I can't always make millionaires. I'm very confident I, I can make somebody six figures from it. So it is a customer persona so that we know who we're targeting what interests their age range. I need to know, like throwing darts at people is a bad analogy. I'm not saying we should, but if I'm going to aim, I need to know who I'm going to aim at. That's what the customer persona is. The empathy map tells me what I'm going to set. It's like you go fishing, you know if they're biting worms or minnow. The map is the exercise that allows you to know what message is actually going to attract that person that you're aiming at. And then finally, the third exercise we do is we call it a market map. I believe it's that term is catching on. I don't know. I don't think we invented it or anything like that, but we call it a market map. It's out there. A market map is essentially who are the top 10 people in your market? What's their blog? What's their social media, their Twitter? What ads are they running? And so I want to know who the 10 players are so that I know how to be competitive and unique. And if I don't know what competitors are saying, if I don't know what they're charging, and if I don't know what they're talking about, how do I know that I am fitting in, that I am, am matching what the market is flowing? It's, of all the lobster restaurants look a certain way. Like if you think about it, pretty much every steak and lobster restaurant you've gone to they look the same way. But if you all of a sudden went to this lobster restaurant and it's like bright neon paintings on the walls and, right. you know, people in cheetah outfits, I don't know. I'm trying to be. No, I, I, I fully get it. I think it's a very powerful thing to talk about. So, because a lot of people want to have no competitors, but the problem is that that's a dangerous play. What they say, the pioneers get the arrows, the settlers get the land. So you don't necessarily want to be yeah. the pioneer of a new industry. You want to be the best style at a busy food court. You want to be lined up with all these other people making money with a bunch of customers in a feeding frenzy, and you want to be the best option of them. So essentially what I'm hearing is that you want to know where are those 10 people that are making where the buying frenzy is going on so you can be an option among them. You want to have your empathy map so you can make sure that you're speaking to them and trying to trying to communicate in a better way and be seen more as a friend than the others have a better relationship with yeah. them and then just yeah. have a better customer persona. And it's almost like an ecosystem. If you have a lake mm -hmm. at that lake, there's going to be lots of birds, but some birds are going to eat insects. Some birds are going to eat fish. Some birds are going to eat nuts and berries. Some birds are going to eat other Maybe. birds. So it's like what you're saying, like you got to figure that out and you do that with customer persona research, which is demographic and psychographic. It sounds, and then an empathy map, which is really just, I and correct me if I'm wrong, but it's mapping out almost, I don't want to say social graph, but in terms of tactics, the psychology, the psychology. So their thoughts, their feelings, or their life situation, trying to figure out as much as you can about the person. And you do that through almost like you said before, with a product, Googling reviews and that, like people don't understand how powerful the tools we have at our fingertips are with your phone on the toilet. You can do market research right now that used to cost millions of dollars and have to send a fleet, an army of people into the streets with clipboard yeah. and surveys, and it's just fantastic. So you get all this stuff, and now you grow. Now you start creating your stuff, and you go out and you make your copy assets, your creative library, your images, your copy, videos, headlines, descriptions, bios, headshots, demo videos, FAQ stuff all this modular copy stuff and you go and you feed it to the Google beast and what right. and right? people think that they have to do all this. Like first, I like to think in quick wins, medium wins, long-term wins. Okay. And so you're working up to all of this stuff, but you can do, you can just do your customer avatar and start. 
And then you can get better, you know, so that's what you do this week. And then next week you're like, I want to make it a little bit better. So next week you're going to do your empathy map and that's going to help you get a little better. And then the next week you do your market map and that's going to help you get even better. And then the next week you're going to add to your modular copy folders. You're going to add three more headlines. And then next week you're going to add three more descriptions. And next week you're going to add, maybe you got a splurge of energy and you add 12 images to your and so like it's over the weeks, you start having this monstrous asset that is what creates your competitive advantage against the rest of the industry. Because the rest of the industry is still treating it like a slot machine where they're like, all right, I'm going to put my corners in. But that's their like, I'm going to put $500 into the ad network this week and I'm going to pull this arm and I'm going to see if it wins. Instead. We're playing the long game because we're really aiming in by doing exercises. We're adding modular copies so we can take advantage of the state of the art of machine learning and AI, which that's going to help us. And so we're thinking like an investor that we're not just like thinking like a, a gambler. Where we're going to put a little bit of money in. We're going to see if it works. We're thinking like an investor where we're investing our time and our money into this million dollar thing that's going to be pumping money out for us year in and year out. Mm, and I love that. I love that. So now I guess I wanted to ask, this stuff is all in Google. What about on-site? Is there an way to use machine learning and algorithms to improve our, I don't want to say funnel. I feel like the word funnel has been overused so much, but <laughs> I really do. But you know what I'm saying is that how do we take that same approach to what we're doing? Yeah. So there are a lot of different AI tools out there right now. Uh, a lot of them are around creating blog posts. Um, there are some about creating sales letters and headlines. And, and there's uh, some new ones coming out that are making images that are really good. You can just tell it like one of my friends, he said, he typed into the thing. He said, create an image, just typing, create an image of dinosaurs with backpacks going to school and the computer crafted an image of dinosaurs with backpacks walking to school that's fantastic yeah yeah, yeah. It, it, it like drew that image compiled a bunch of stuff and drew that image and so that's the state where we're at and we can do that with blog posts and with, with advertorials and emails and stuff so with these tools you can now just tell it a topic and then it will write something for you on that topic. It's not going to be amazing. It's not going to be world-class, but it, it's so good now that yeah. people can tell that this was written by a robot or a human. So it's oh, good enough. GPT-3. I just saw something about that. GPT-3 yeah. was the best. I'm learning an image on my phone. Now there's a new one. It's PLM 540B. It's apparently, that's such, that's a mouthful, but that's the new one. Apparently it's crushing GPT-3. And I don't, that's so, all I heard. Okay. So those are the underlying technologies that people are using in the tools. So the tools are like Jarvis.ai or copy.ai is another one, or I think it's copy.io. So those are the name of the tools. That's the brand names. But the technology that they're using, is, they named the AIs, these weird like numbers and letters. And so named GPT-3. And that was like the first iteration. And now there's this new one that's the second iteration. And that's what I was talking about before, about the exponential curve. These technologies, they're being fed millions. Like So the way that we learn how to become copywriters is we read a book. And then we like read a sales letter and then we write a sales letter and we read a sales letter and we write a sales letter. That's what we do. We own our craft through practicing a little bit of learning and then a little bit of application. Okay. These machines do that a million times a day. Yeah. Yeah. And then all these tools are fitting into them. Like you said, they're all built on this tech. So this Jarvis and this copy that I know there are customers and clients fitting into it, all feeding back to the mother brain, the super brain. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's, is, it's yeah. so it's in how good you could become at writing blog posts if you wrote 10,000 of them an hour. Yeah. 
you, yeah. you'd be really good. And, and then you, you, you have that software, but then you, the coders take a look at it and they're like, you know what? We've been running this for two years. We think there's a better way. We can build this a little bit better. And so you take all that knowledge and experience and then you put it in a better iteration. So think of iPhone one. We all thought that was amazing. Today, it would be a piece of crap. So like we would think that the iPhone one is horrible, but it was amazing. It was like the state of the art back then. That's right. Today, iPhone 13. So GPT-3 is the iPhone one and this new, what would you say it's called PAL? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I just signed it yesterday. Somebody was saying it's a, I don't have it on my laptop or I'd share my screen show, but it, it's P-A-L-M 540, Palm 540B. Yeah. So you have GPT-3, that was the iPhone one, then you have Palm 450 or 540. And this one is the iPhone 5 or the iPhone yeah. 6. Eventually, there's going to be the iPhone 13 and that thing is going to be super, super good. But so it took two years to go from GPT-3 to Palm 540. It may only take six months to go from Palm 540 to the iPhone 13 version of it. And that's what curve looks like is it takes a really long time then there's this little tiny you and it skyrockets upwards <laughs> yeah that's like the would you take a million dollars up front or a penny a day doubled for 30 days and a lot of people go exactly. take a million dollars but i forget the exact number it's like the penny per day doubled is like seven million dollars or something like that five five million or seven million but it only gets big after day 27 you're still you still lose money versus the, if you opted out on day 26 or something, you only get like 400 grand or something like that, $500,000. But then it's like day 28, you're at a million. Day 29, you're at 2 million. Day 30, like you're at 5 million, million bucks. 16 million, 32 million, 64 yeah. million. And so that's where everybody's messing up right now is they're seeing the initial part of it. It's, it's one plus one. And then that equals two, and then it's two plus two equals four, and four plus four equals eight. And so that's where we're at right now is that small area, and we don't see the doubling effect because it's still so small. Right. But what's going to happen is pretty soon it's going to be 512 doubled is 1,024, doubled is 2,048, doubled is 4,000, you know, whatever, doubled is... 8,000, double to 16, 32, and it, it just really just starts building tremendously quickly. So I understand, the, I understand the importance of what you're saying. I feel like what you emphasized before, the customer persona, the empathy map, the market map, like those are so important because not only that, but getting started with this stuff now, because with everybody doubling every day, if we just take that analogy, if everyone's performance is doubling every day, then you need to get a head start now. You have to get a head start now. Otherwise, it'll be so difficult to get caught up. But it's not just about feeding the machine. It's also about being incredibly clear on the problem that you're solving for people. Because, right. yeah. Because the machine can't think for itself yet. And so by us doing those three exercises, now we can leverage the machine. You know, where, where we're going to be very soon is we're not going to be the keyboard warriors. We're not going to be the one right. doing the, okay. We're going to be sitting around thinking we're going to be drinking coffees and thinking that's going to be our job is yeah. to be do the emotional thinking, processing, analyzing, because that's still quite a few years away. But so we do these exercises. And then we realized, oh, okay, our, our audience is interested in starting an ad agency. So then I write in to Palm and I tell Palm, write me an article about starting an ad agency. So instead of you take me two hours yep. to write an article, or maybe it took me all day to write an article. Now I get it done in 30 seconds. Even if it's a highly technical time. And then I, I look at it and I go, you know what? It didn't mention that it needs to be a Facebook ad agency. And so from my, my, my data, my customer persona, my empathy map, I realized, oh, you know what? They didn't just want to start a, an ad agency. They wanted to start a Facebook ad agency. And write me an article about starting a Facebook ad agency. It goes out there and it looks at, like at the speed of electricity, so practically the speed of light, it's going to go and it's going to look at a thousand blog posts 
that have been written about starting a Facebook ad agency, crunch that data, come back to you, spin it in unique words so that you're not plagiarizing anything and yeah. give you a summarized version of a thousand blog posts about that topic. Which all done. So we really do need to focus on circling back. You really have to focus on excellence. You, you have to focus because again, in, in an era where anybody and everybody can have fresh content produced consistently on a topic, when anybody right. can do this, the envelope is going to get keep being pushed forward. I'm just thinking of the stages of market sophistication. As people move through it, you really have to focus on having excellence in customer service, excellence in quality control, excellence in the mechanism that you're using to solve that problem. That's where the human still is necessary, is right. knowing when the article that they wrote wasn't good enough. And so we need to change the sentence or that sentence, but the machines are going to do 90% of the work for us. Right. Yeah. The, the copywriting, the image creation, that stuff, right. the, the, the targeting, the ad placements, all that stuff disappears now. And now we're really focused on who are the people we're helping? What is the problem that they're having? How are they feeling about it? And how do we produce the highest rate of excellence? And, and delivery to them. Yes, that's exactly that's where, yeah. that's where we're, that's where we're going. We're not even where we're going. We're there. Yeah. You know, that here to tell people about these tools that they don't know about. They don't know about GPT three. They don't know about Palm five forty. They don't know right. uh, things are in here today. Uh, you can start leveraging. These things are already inside Google. You can already upload 15 headlines, 15 descriptions, and it's going to split test that thing umpteen ways to Sunday and find the perfect combination for you. you need to be good at writing a headline or a description anymore. What yeah. you need to be good at is market research, finding out what the customer likes, give the machines 15 headlines and 15 descriptions, which you can even use the machines to write those headlines and descriptions. Yeah. Cause you yeah. just, Hey, you know what? GPT three or Jarvis, whatever program you're using, write me a headline about starting an ad agency. And it gives you a headline. Oh, I don't like that one. Give me another one. Give me another one. Oh, the seventh one. I like that one. Or you just, you just tell it to write 15 of them for you. Send all 15 of those to Google and Google tells you which one is the one that converted the most. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so crazy. That is. So what does this mean for you? Because I know you've got big aspirations for ad skills. So how does this translate for you into taking, you wanted what you, I think you, I think I saw you say something like you wanted, you want to be. A billion dollar education company. Did I see that on a post somewhere? I think I know you at least five hundred at five hundred million. I'm still getting comfortable with saying the B word. Okay. Five hundred million. Well, that's okay. Yeah, point zero one percent of businesses ever reach that level. And so that's where I want to go. I want to go where you know if I'm gonna sit if I'm gonna wake up and I'm gonna do something, I wanna do something that's gonna be so crazy, so motivating that it just keeps the fire burning inside me. And so that's, and there's a lot of skills. I think of skill tree, I play a lot of video games. And so I think of skill trees. And so it's like, all right, making a pitch deck, added that skill to my skill tree and pitched an investor, added that skill to my skill tree. And so where's this information lane? Well, there's been so many people that have told me to get into e-com or I should get into affiliate marketing or I should start an agency back up, but I picked my lane. I'm in the info lane. I sell courses. That's what I've been doing for 17 years. It's what I'm very proficient at. It's what I have my, my, my 10,000 hours in. And so that's my lane. That's what I do. And so where does this, what does this mean for me? It's great. It's another thing for us to teach. It's another class for me to create. It's another blog post for me to write. And as long as they're creating new things, it gives me new things to create courses and blog posts about. And for the moment, actually our job's getting easier because now these machines can write a lot of that stuff for us. Okay. So the future of so, ad skills is, keep, sorry, sorry. The future, if you extrapolate where that's going, is like right now it can create some information for us. Pretty soon it's going to be able to create expert information for us. We're just going to be able to say, hey, Google, how do I do Facebook ads? And tell you with expertise. Mm -hmm. And so at that point, then we have to have topical subject matter expertise. And that's where we're a little bit ahead of the puck in that we're not like a no, no trash talk in other platforms or whatever. I use Skillshare. I use Udemy. 
but those platforms are open platforms, meaning anyone can teach on there mm -hmm. where we verify our experts. In order to teach on ad skills, you have to have a million dollars of real world experience. You have to have spent a million dollars on Google or on TikTok or whatever in order to teach a class. And so we're, we're seeing where the puck is going that we need to have true experts teaching the content because just random content, the machines are already starting create that like yeah. average i love this so it's really you're trying to help because again and here i went because this is the same issue that we've had now once people anybody could publish a blog well why listen to anybody so now it comes back to credentials and we've just had this whole couple of years of what is the science and who are the experts and so it's that's really it is that's almost part of the future of ad skills yeah i love that i love and so that then somebody you know, the, the snarky ones of the group, they say, what, what are you going to do then when the machines can create expert content? Well, it's also why I'm building a farm on the side, because <laughs> I, I know that one day the machines are going to be able to do it all. And all I need to do is just grow my plants and read my books. And that's it. That's right. That's fair that. So funny, before this call, Justin and I were talking, like he's got acres and I've got a couple lots and both of us, it's, we're doing all this online, but then on the sidebar, we're, we live in a physical reality and we just need to make sure, like what do you've got? Like, okay, let's say you've got a million cash in the bank. Let's say you've got a life insurance policy, the best one that there is out there. Now what? How do you build a moat of protection around you and your family? It's if the world got shut down and we all were locked in place nine weeks it would be having food water power connection to the outside world on our own and not depending on anybody else medicine all that stuff yeah this is such a great call yeah 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 we don't call ourselves doomsday preppers we're abundance preppers we're abundance planning preppers. for abundance no yeah the way the world goes we're gonna have abundance in our life i like that yeah, it's not a doomsday thing at all, but it's just, it's that little, if everyone wants to be fit, everyone wants to be rich, everyone wants to be happy. Also, everybody wants to have abundant. And that's, I love that. I love that at all. Justin, this has been such a great call. There's so much for people to think about. I definitely think people are going to want to listen to this more than once because this is really where things are going. And like you said, it's not just even in advertising. It's in every component, right? Like software, it's this weird merge of technology and humans. And if you're not on the forefront, somebody, I remember I was talking with a friend and he was like, look, you're either going to be the one creating the software or you're going to be the Uber driver being told what to do by the software and which side of that equation do you want to be on? And mm -hmm. this call is really about being the one helping program the software and be on that side of the equation. And so it's an incredibly important topic. If people want to know more, where do they go? You can look up Justin Brook interview. You can go to YouTube. You can type in ad skills. We got tons of free stuff out there. So check out the free stuff. And if you like the free stuff, then come on and over to adskills.com and you can check out the paid stuff. And when I say the paid stuff, it's only 20 bucks. So yeah. you, know, you get access to everything for 20 bucks. It's like that. Yeah. That's fantastic. That's such a no-brainer offer. Justin, I want to be respectful of your time. We're almost at the top of the hour. Is there anything I didn't ask you that I should have asked you? I love that question. And I just want to paint a little bit of a picture. So I'm going to do just a quick role play. We're going to fast forward our minds. So we're going to close our eyes. We're going to fast forward our minds a few years ahead of what does this all look like, okay? Excellent. So I want you to imagine that because Google has the Chrome browser and has Google Analytics, they even have Google Wi-Fi, they even have Google Internet, they have Android devices, they see what we're doing. They, they know where we're going, what we're doing, what we're buying, when we're buying it. And because they see the Google search, they even know why we're buying it. They know the inception point when we went and typed that stuff, okay? And then you take the Googles, the Hey Alexas, all that stuff, okay? So here's what it looks like. You're going to wake up in the morning. You're going to make your coffee and you're going to say, hey, Google, start a campaign. And then Google says, okay, what do you want to sell? Okay, we want to sell, um, we want to sell our membership. We want to sell our coffee mugs. Okay, here are the top three coffee mug ads that have run. And we've got percentages of conversion rates next to them because it sees all this data. It already has all the pixels. 
It already has all the conversion data. It already has all the Google analytics. So it, and it's, and they've been running, they've been watching every Google ad since the inception of Google. So they know with statistical significance, which coffee mug ad is the best one. It gives you three options and you just say, all right, Google, let's go with option B. So we currently are the device. So if I was running ads for you, you would say, hey, Justin, I want you to sell my coffee mug and I want you to sell them to this. So you're talking to me and then I'm inputting with my fingers on the keyboard. That's going to go away. You don't need that anymore because you'll be able to talk directly to the computer, right. you know, just as right. the, hey, whatever, set an alarm or whatever, or hey, whatever, what's the definition of whatever? Like we're already speaking to the machines. Pretty soon we'll just speak to the machine to create a campaign. It goes and creates three different ads for us. And then it says, which page would you like it to create a new page for me? Okay. Here's the three layouts that work the best in this industry. Which one do you like? Oh, you know what? Let's go with option C today. We choose. So we've made our ad. We've made our landing page because of GPT three and Palm 540. It writes all the copy for us on that page. And then we tell it, all right, spend $500 today. And it creates that campaign. The data starts coming in. Like we did this all while drinking a cup of coffee. We just spoke into our, our phone. I don't even know if it'll be a phone anymore, but there, I think, and then, so that's our ads. And then the next thing we do, I believe that there will be a live button on our phones or our watches or whatever that we're using. I think we'll have a live button. You know, you, so you just did your advertising campaigns and now you're going to do a live. So you're going to hit the live button and you're just going to talk. And then that is going to automatically go out to your YouTube, your Facebook, your Instagram, your TikTok. It's going to change all the sizings for you. It's going to distribute that all over the web. And then you're done. In 23 minutes, while you were drinking your coffee, you spoke to the machine, you pointed at a phone at your face, and you've distributed content all over the web. You've advertised and you did all this before you were even done with your breakfast. Wow. Wow. That's what I believe it's going to look like very soon. I think we're like a year and a half, two years away. Wow. Wow. It, yeah. It's interesting. I wonder when my daughter, she's three years old now. I wonder in 10 years, what's the world going to be like when she gets there? I'm doing everything I can to make sure it's going to be a good one. That sounds fantastic. That's a great picture. And especially if you come at it from an altruist, altruistic, like I believe businesses solve problems. And so if you come at it from that angle, like you said, what an abundant life we would lead, free time and everything else that we could want. Just this has been fantastic. I could talk to you all day, but I do want to be respectful of your time. People listen to this, check out the other interviews we've done with them, or just Google and find other interviews he's done. Check out adskills.com. Definitely listen to this interview again. I promise you, you're going to find nuggets that you and get on it. And I feel like the message for this is really just to pursue excellence in delivering what you do. And, and almost like you said, with the power to do that and find people willing to spend money to solve certain problems, you really also need to find, we talked about market research that, but you really need to find your own life purpose, like to make sure that what you're doing, you're passionate about, because the ability to connect to, if you, if your customer is one in a million, Google will be able to connect you with hundreds of people just like that. So all of a sudden. Yeah. Think about that example. I just painted. Yeah. And we're done in three minutes. We did all of our marketing for the day in 23 minutes. What are you going to do the rest of the day? Yeah. That's yeah. to find who are you really? You know, what is your real purpose in life? What's going to fulfill you? Because the work is going to become a lot easier. The machines are going to do the work. Yeah. So you're going to have to figure out how to like yourself the rest of the day. <laughs> you know, just distracted being busy. Yeah. That, all of a sudden that busyness slows down. It's like what happened in the pandemic. There was, I feel like it was a great awakening in certain respects because people all of a sudden had all this free time to stop and look at their lives and their relationships that they have. And anyway, so Justin, this is fantastic. Thank you so much for joining us. Every time we talk, I feel like it always gets better. I can only imagine what our next conversation would be like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's going to be good. Can't wait, man. Thank you for having me on.